Welcome to the Living Room Podcast. The Living Room is the college ministry at Buckhead Church in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information, you can check out the Living Room ATL on Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this talk. Anybody feel like you just need to take a deep breath and just kind of soak in the moment right now um, for a second? Man, that was incredible. Finn, thanks for, thanks for leading us like that um, and going in. Um, in case you missed it, last week we announced that our plan for the um, remaining portion of the spring semester, which is a lot um, since we just got it started, that moving forward, the plan is on March 1st to have an in-person option for the first time in almost a year here at the living room. The last time we met in person um, was last March of 2020. And so on March 1st, so in just about three weeks, we're gonna have an in-person option. We'll still be streaming live every single Monday night um, as well, and the experience will still be incredible. But I'm telling you, if you uh, feel like you can, you can get here and you can be in the room, if you feel comfortable with it, I'm telling you, we are gonna do everything we can as a team to make sure that this is um, as safe of an environment as possible. This is a really big space here. The auditorium at Buckhead Church is really large, and so we feel like we can spread out and social distance. We'll have an RSVP system. The RSVP form will go live next week, next Monday. It will be a limited amount of spots available, but I'm just telling you on March 1st, we're going to have a night of worship with this whole crew and some more people, and it's going to be an amazing night that you don't want to miss if you can be here in person, but you also don't want to miss it even if you are tuning in online. I'm telling you, it's going to be incredible, and I can't wait for that. I'm already counting down the days and can't wait to see um, uh, at least a few of you, hopefully, uh, in, in the room as well on that night. So it's going to be Awesome, but hey, um, I'm excited for tonight. If we've never met, my name's Matt. I get to lead the living room here at Buckhead Church. And I'm excited because tonight we're continuing on in this series that we kicked off last week called Walk It Like I Talk It. It's hard for me to say that title without like wanting to be like, walk it like I talk it. Hey, walk it like I talk it. Anyways, um, but yeah, Walk It Like I Talk It. And this is a series where we're going through the book of James. And we're obviously not hitting every single part of James. That would take a really long time. But we're talking about some of the major movements and sections uh, in the book of James. And we're encouraging you uh, throughout this series to read along in the book of James with us as well. We think that'll make um, the messages on Monday nights come to life a whole lot more. And James is actually the half-brother of Jesus. Same mom, uh, different dad. But James uh, is, is, is someone that really tells you exactly like it is. And James is writing this, this letter uh, to Christians and he has a lot of influence. James is the leader of the church in Jerusalem. And so he's writing this letter, encouraging Christians to, to really live it out, to live out their faith, encouraging Christians to, to hope like they have faith in Jesus, to, to have a purpose, to have a peace, to walk it like they talk it. And so tonight we're gonna continue on and walk it like I talk it part two. And I wanna kick this, this talk off by sharing a story with you. It was a couple of weeks ago and I got to go to my least favorite place in the world, no offense, but Lowe's. If any of you are like, I love Lowe's, um, I don't. And here's why I don't love Lowe's is because I am the opposite of a handyman. I have no skills whatsoever when it comes to like fixing things. And so I'm going to Lowe's like looking for these ingredients <laughs> 
what ingredients? I'm uh, that that just I just exposed myself right there. I'm going to Lowe's looking for like these tools. That's what they're called tools. <laughs> I couldn't find the word. I'm looking for these tools that I need because Ann and I are getting ready to move Willow, our youngest daughter, who's two years old, our only daughter, but we have another little girl on the way in June, and so we're getting ready to move Willow into a new room. And um, so we we're like needing some tools to set some things up in Willow's new room because we were putting something together. And I'm like, why didn't we just pay someone to do this? And she's like, because Matt, we. Can it's, it's not that hard. I'm like, it is hard. But anyways, we're, I'm going to Lowe's and I walk in and I'm like, I'm just looking for this, some type of tool. I, don't, I still don't even know what it was. It was like some type of thing that I needed. And <laughs> what am I talking about? So I walk in, right? And I, I'm like, this will be easy. I'll just find a dude. Lowe's claims to have this great customer service. And usually they do. Like usually Lowe's, you, you, you kill it. But this time it was a Saturday afternoon and it was like the whole town of Chambly needed to be at Lowe's this day. And so I'm in there and I'm like, yo, everyone else looks like they know exactly what they, they're doing, what they're looking for. Like I see people like walking in, they're like carrying lumber like on their shoulders, you know, and they got like boots on. They're looking like Paul, honestly, you know, just like a f dude who's Paul's on the farm a lot. And so they're just like walking in and they're like, you know, yeah, let me go get this thing over here, you know? And, and I'm walking in and I'm like, excuse me, um, just like, Anybody, you know, and I, I literally was going up to people who didn't even work at Lowe's, but I'm like, you look like you could. Can you just help me find this tool? And they're like, bro, no, I can't. And, and so like, I'm telling you, like I had people paging, like I would go to a worker and I found one worker and they're like, oh yeah, we'll send one, someone over there. Just head to aisle 11, someone will be over there. I'm like, great. I go to aisle 11. I feel like I'm like a kid that's lost his mom. And I'm like, I wait there for like 15 minutes. No one's coming. And I'm literally at this point, I, I'm almost on the verge of tears because I'm so like angry, you know? And I'm just like, why? Lord, Lord, please. I need a breakthrough in this moment. So eventually what I did was after literally 55 minutes in the lows, Anne's texting me. She's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm coming. So I literally just was like, this looks like the tool I need. I'm just going to trust you, God. And I'm going to, uh, it wasn't that like, this wasn't some spiritual encounter. I'm making it sound like this was like some revelation moment. It wasn't that, but um, I'm just making it sound like that. But I got this tool. I go home and praise God, it worked. It worked. So right now in the chat, you can be like, Matt, you're better than you think you are. No, I'm not. But it worked. Okay. And here's why I share this story, all right? I know it sounds pretty crazy, pretty like, what, what are you, where are you going with this? Here's why I share this story with you tonight as we get started is because Lowe's claims to have great customer service. Some would say Home Depot is even better. Um, Connor Thomas, if you're tuning in right now, Lindsay Thomas's husband, you work for Home Depot Corporate. It probably is better, but Lowe's is closer to me. So I go to Lowe's and, and they claim to have great customer service and they claim to be super helpful and they claim that if you walk in, like they'll be right there for you. But that was not at all what I experienced. They said one thing, but their actions communicated something completely different. See, there was a discrepancy that I experienced between what they said they were about and what it actually seemed that they were about. And isn't it true that all of us have experienced that at some point in our life? Like maybe for you, it wasn't at the hardware store. It wasn't at Lowe's. Maybe it was with a person. You had heard great things about this person, like they had a reputation for being incredibly kind. And, and so you were really excited to hang out with this person. And then you hung out with them and it was like, whoa, like they're not kind at all. In fact, they're really, really rude. And there was this discrepancy between what they said they were about and what they actually were about, what their actions communicated. And come on, isn't it true that sometimes there is a discrepancy between what we believe, what we say we believe, in the life that we lead? 
Like sometimes in life, when it comes to faith, we say that we believe these things. We believe in God, we're all in, but yet the life that we lead does not align with what we say. Like some of us who are tuning in right now, we're just gonna get real honest. You claim to follow Jesus, but yet we treat people poorly. Like you treat your, your girlfriend really poorly. You treat your boyfriend really poorly. Some of us claim to follow Jesus, but we rarely, if ever, consider others. Like when we make decisions, we're just looking out for our own benefit. We're not worried if this decision hurts someone else as long as it advances our own agenda. Some of us claim to follow Jesus, but yet every single Friday night, we are partying hard and we are drunk just like everybody else at the party. Some of us say, man, I, I'm not a Christ follower. If you're tuning in tonight and that's you, I love that you're here. I love that you're tuning in. This place, the living room was designed with you in mind. And maybe for you, if you're not a Christ follower, you're like, that might be the reason why. Maybe this is why you've resisted because you've met some people who claim to be Christians and like they posted scriptures on their Instagram. They even had one in their bio. Like they talked a really good game. But then when you started to look at the life that they led, you were like, man, something doesn't align. There's a discrepancy there between what they say they believe and the life that they lead. And what James would say is that there should be a level of consistency between your faith and your actions. In fact, I think James would maybe say it this way, that your faith should inform your works and your works should reflect your faith. Another way to say it would be that what you believe should impact or influence what you do and what you do should reflect what you believe. And so James, just like we talked about last week in part one, James um, just goes right in. It's why the book of James, the letter that James writes is not that long. It's just a few chapters and it's because he is direct. He doesn't care if he steps on your toes. He goes right in. So we're gonna do the same tonight. We're just gonna jump right into James chapter two, beginning in verse 14. It says this, James writes, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds, can such a faith save them? So James says, hey, hey, it's kind of a rhetorical question. He's like, what good is it if someone claims to have faith but then they have no deeds? Like they, they talk the talk but they don't walk the walk. And it's a rhetorical question because obviously it's like, well, it's, it's no good, it's of no value. But then he goes on and he kind of takes it a step further. He says, can such a faith save them? Now I need to clarify something here and I'm probably gonna have to come back around to this uh, throughout the talk tonight. Our salvation is not dependent upon our good works. And that is not the point that James is trying to get across at all. James is not trying to say that you can do enough good works to get yourself right with God, to get yourself into heaven, to get yourself saved from your sins. No, no, no. The only good work that saves us from our sins is Jesus's work for us on the cross. But what James is saying is that genuine faith in Jesus should produce some good works in your life. That genuine faith in Jesus should begin to produce some good things, some good works in your life. That your faith, what you say you're about over time should begin to align with the life that you lead. You should begin to walk it like you talk it. James goes on, he says, suppose a brother, he kind of gives an example. He says, suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? So again, he's kind of asking another rhetorical question. 
He's saying, hey, if there is a clear and obvious need, but no action is taken, then what good is it? That word good, it can be translated as profit. So James is not only just saying, what good is it? He said, what profit is it? Like what value does it have? What benefit does it have? And again, obviously the answer is none at all. But then James in verse 17 kind of makes this bold statement. In case you're, you're not tracking with him, he gives you this, this really bold statement. He says, in the same way, faith itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. All right, James, I think we get it now. Like faith without action, talk if it's just talk without any action to back it up, it's dead. It has no pulse, it has no heartbeat. He is basically saying a workless faith is a worthless faith. This sounds harsh, I know. And by worthless, I don't mean that you're not a Christian. James is not saying that you're not saved. What he's saying is, hey, a workless faith has no profit. A workless faith doesn't benefit your life or those around you. A workless faith doesn't honor and give glory to God. A workless faith ultimately cares more about gaining knowledge than impacting people. And so yes, in that sense, a workless faith is a worthless faith. It has no profit. It's of no benefit. And then James kind of sums it up in verse 18 and 19. He says this, but someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. So James says, hey, um, you've got faith. Okay, great. Um, even the demons, even the devil himself believes that there's God, a God. What James is saying here is that belief is only a part of the equation. And yes, it's an important part of the equation, but belief is only part of the equation. It's not the whole thing. See, see let, let me put it this way. Most people don't believe in debt. Like most people aren't like, man, I'm just such a believer in debt. I think it's such a good thing. I think everyone should try to just pursue debt in your life. Like you just want credit card bills. You wanna buy things you can't afford. You just wanna accumulate as much debt as possible. No, no, most people would say, I don't believe in that. Like I, I know debt's a thing, but I don't believe in pursuing it. But yet we find ourselves in debt. Most people don't believe in being unhealthy. Like we're not pursuing an unhealthy lifestyle intentionally, you know, we don't wanna like, you know, be in terrible shape, but yet, a lot of us don't do anything to get healthy. See, belief is only part of the equation. Belief has to lead to action. And if it doesn't, it's of no profit, it's of no use, it's of no good in your life. And see, James is not encouraging a point system version of Christianity here, he's not. He's not saying that, hey, you have to do enough good things you have to earn points with God. No, 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 that's not what he's saying. He's saying as Christians, we have a calling to walk it like we talk it. So, so what's, what's our response to this? I want us to look at what James writes at the end of chapter one, just before these verses that we just read. Look at what James writes in James chapter one. He gets really practical. He says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. James says, hey, hey, don't just listen to the word. Like, I love that every single Monday night you tune in or consistently you're tuning in and listening to the word of God. I love that you're tuning in to different 
people you know, throughout the week, on your podcast, whatever it might be, that's great. But he says it's not enough to just listen to the word and deceive yourselves into being like, I'm good. Because if you just listen and you don't do what it says, then it's as if it's going in one ear and out the other. So you're not even really listening then. You're just deceiving yourselves into thinking that you are. See, interaction with God's word should lead to action in your life. As you begin to open up the pages of God's word, as you hear God's word spoken in messages, in sermons that you listen to, in podcasts that you listen to, in books that you read, as you interact with God's word, it has to lead to action in your life. Listening to the word of God without applying it to your life is deficient interaction. God's word should shift our behavior, not just stimulate our mind. And man, I, th I think there's a movement right now, and it's not all bad, but I think there's a movement of young people that they're like, man, I just wanna get in the word, and I just wanna read it, and I just wanna know more, and I wanna know more scriptures so that when next time I'm in this debate or in this argument, I'll be like, hey, hey, 2 Corinthians 2, 4 says this. That's great, but God's word should, should lead to action in your life. If you're better at winning debates because you know scripture than you are at loving people, because you know God's word, something's not lining up right. James, James goes on, he says this, he says, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Now listen, fellas, we gotta be honest for a second, okay? I, I think James here, knew exactly what he was saying. Like, I think James is a really smart guy. And I think he intentionally used a masculine pronoun. Like, I think he intentionally said himself rather than herself. Because guys, it's like this. When we look into a mirror, fellas, usually, maybe not all fellas, but at least for myself, for most guys I know, when you look into a mirror, you normally just look and you kind of walk away right after. Like, that's it. Like, we're like, all right, you know, I'm waking up this morning. I'm gonna go look in this mirror. Let's see, okay, all right, good. Yeah, I probably need to shave. And then like two seconds later, we forget that we need to shave, you know, and we're at work and someone's like, oh, you growing a beard? And we're like, no, I just, I forgot that I needed to shave. And they're like, wait, what do you mean you forgot? You know, it's like, well, I don't, I don't know, I just forgot. Like, we, that, that's how we do. So James is like, hey, hey, like, don't, don't do that. Ladies, like I'm married, I've been married for almost eight years now. And I know you're, you're tuning in. This is, I'm not throwing any shade on you. This is awesome, man. It's a great quality of yours. But like, you'll look in the mirror and like, you'll turn this thing on. Oh, wow, wow, this is amazing. And you'll, you'll study, you'll study what your, your face. And you'll literally be like, oh, oh my goodness. This thing exposes you, y'all. Wow, I've never looked at one of these. This is incredible. Um, and, the, and women, like you will look intently I've literally timed Anne before and she's looked in front of the mirror for like 35 minutes. And, and I'm like, what else are you getting? And she's like, there's a little spot right here. I'm like, what do you mean? There's a, like, how, how do you know that? She's like, cause I'm, cause I'm looking, you know, like, and she is looking to gain knowledge, but then that's not enough. She's saying, hey, listen, whatever I find out when I look in this mirror, I'm gonna take action and I'm gonna make sure that I fix it. I'm gonna make sure that I do something about it. Look what James says in verse 25. 
He says, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. James says, hey, whoever looks intently into the mirror, intently into the perfect law that gives freedom. What, what's the perfect law? Well, the law is the law that Jesus gave, which is to love God and love people. Jesus summed it all up for us. He goes, whoever does that and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, not forgetting what they just saw, what, what information they just gained, he says, they'll be blessed in what they do. He's not saying that your life is gonna be perfect, that everything's gonna work out just as you had planned. No, no, no. He's saying you're gonna be blessed, meaning you're gonna receive the peace of God in your life. You're gonna receive joy eventually. You're gonna figure out your purpose. You're gonna have hope even when things seem hopeless. That's, the, that's what he means when he says you're gonna be blessed. Not that, hey, you're financially gonna be blessed. You're, you're, everything's gonna work out. You're gonna get the job. That could happen, but that's not the promise that, that James is trying to get across here. And so listen, James is saying, look, you are called to, to live out your faith. You're called to walk it like you talk it. We as Christ followers, I'm speaking to Christians, we are called to contribute. We're called to live out our faith. But y'all, I gotta be honest. For our generation, I think so many of us know this to be true. We know that we're called to contribute, but we often choose to criticize because it just seems easier. Like, you know what oftentimes we do? Usually like on social media, we don't even really have the courage to do this to someone's face. We just criticize other people who are trying to contribute. And we're like, they're not doing it right. Wow, they're missing it completely. Why would they say that? Why would they go there? And I'm not saying that there's not a time to call people out in love, but it's really easy to criticize from the sidelines. Like if, if I'm a sports fan, it's really easy to yell at the players and be like, how'd you miss that guy right there when he's in the game and I'm on the sidelines, when I'm sitting up in the rafters watching the, the game, I'm not in it. And if you're not willing to contribute, and I'm saying this in love, I promise, but if you're not willing to contribute, then you don't have the authorization to criticize. Those who are contributing, those who are in the game, those who are trying to live it out are way less likely to criticize because they understand the challenge of contributing, that it's hard. When you get in the game, you're gonna realize, man, there's, there's opposition. This isn't that easy. And here's what we need. We need less referees and we need more contributors. We need more people who are willing to say, man, you know what? I'm gonna contribute. I'm gonna get in the game. I'm gonna walk it like I talk it. I'm not just gonna stand over here and talk it and criticize everyone else who's trying to walk it. And listen, Jesus gives us a clear path through James, I believe, for how we can align our faith with action. And here it is, tune in, this is, and then I'm done. I got three minutes left. First step is this, information. It's important, y'all, like you have to get information. You have to get to know this word. You, you have to hear the word. You have to know the word of God. It's the primary way that we hear God's voice in our lives. 
There's other ways too, for sure. You can hear God's voice in a lot of different ways. You can hear God's voice through, through worship music. When these guys up here and girls up here are leading us in worship, I for sure hear the voice of God. The truths that we're singing, that's, most of that's taken straight from scripture. You can hear the voice of God just by going on a walk and sitting in solitude. But the primary way is through his word. And information is really, really important. But it's not enough. It's just part of the equation. Information plus application. So you have to not only interact with God's word, but interaction, just like we just said a moment ago, interaction with God's word should lead to action in your life. You have to apply what you're learning. It's not enough just to tune in on Mondays and write down some good notes and hear some good lines and then be like, man, that's great. And then Tuesday morning rolls around and you don't apply any of it. It's why small groups are so important. And at the end of every small group, we put a next step because we want you to get in the habit of applying what you're learning. Information plus application equals transformation. I promise you, put it to the test. Start just tomorrow, just read one verse in James and just say, I'm gonna do it. I'm not just gonna read it, I'm gonna do what it says. And I promise you, if you do that day by day, then guess what? Over time, you're gonna start to see some transformation in your life. You're gonna start to be more patient. You're gonna start to love people better. You're gonna start to feel more hope. You're gonna start to feel more peace even when storms come in your life. Information plus application equals transformation. We can't just stop at information. Knowledge will puff us up. It'll, it'll make us feel proud. It'll make us feel, at times, we'll come across as arrogant. But when we apply it, man, application makes all the difference. Information plus application leads to transformation, not just transformation in your life, but transformation in the people around you as well. Man, let me close out with this just to try to nail this point. It's not over there. I don't know what I'm looking for. Um, this right here is Neutrogena Hydro Boost Water Gel. Uh, it, it's made with hyaluronic acid. Acid. I don't know if that's good. It doesn't sound good, but um, that's what's in it. Uh, it it's instantly quenches dry skin and keeps it looking smooth, supple, and hydrated day after day. Oil-free, non-comodogenic. I don't know if I said that right, but that sounds amazing, right? Um, directions, apply evenly to face and neck after cleansing. There's all these different ingredients. Most of them seem pretty good. I can't pronounce a lot of them, but usually I feel like those are the things that are healthy for you. If you have questions, you can call 800-582-4048. Uh, it's made by Johnson & Johnson, uh, and it's produced in Skillman, New Jersey. Shout out to Skillman, New Jersey. Anybody tune in from Skillman? Uh, that would be unreal. Um, but Here's, here's why I'm sharing this is because a few months ago, my wife was like, Matt, you need a new skincare routine. In fact, you need a skincare routine. You don't have one, you need one. And I was like, wow, come, coming in hot, you know? Um, you've been reading like the book of James, like what's, you know, James comes in hot, she's coming in hot. Um, but she's like, no, you just, you need a skincare routine. It's time, you know, like you're growing up, you know, you have a, you have a daughter now, you have a family, like get yourself a skincare routine. And I'm like, you are so right. And so, I got this Neutrogena Hydro Boost. I didn't really get it. She got it for me. Um, and that was it. I was just like, cool. I know a lot about it. I read up all about it. And I could tell you some facts. And guess what? I've experienced so many results. Just because I know about it. I haven't opened it yet, but I've experienced a lot of results. And you should be saying, Matt, no, you haven't. 
because it's not enough to just know about something. That's awesome, Matt, if you can tell me every single result. That's awesome if you could tell me the 10 best skincare routines. But if you never take this and apply it, then it is not going to make any difference in your life. For some of us, that is what our faith has been looking like. We know a lot, but we're not applying any of it. And we're trying to act like, man, I'm a different person. Come on. You're not. You have to apply it. Man, when I open this thing up and I take it, I follow the instructions, I do it twice a day, I put it on my face, I look in the mirror, I rub it all around, I stick with it day after day. Guess what? I'm not trying to say like, look at my skin right now. It's so healthy and supple. I don't even know what that means. But I'm trying to say is I do feel like my skin has gotten a little bit healthier Come on, somebody, like, you know, give me, like, encourage me a little bit. I feel like my skin care routine has helped me have healthier skin because I heard about it, I applied it, and over time, I'm gonna start to experience some transformation in my life when it comes to my skin care routine, when it comes to my, the health of my skin. Listen, TLR, what if people knew what we believed without ever hearing us speak. A few people might listen to what you have to say, but many people are going to watch the way that you live. And it's great to read God's word, it's great to hear it, it's great to soak it in and absorb it, but it's even better to do what it says. So do you wanna know what to do? Just look at what Jesus did. Jesus extended grace. Jesus chose to forgive. Jesus listened to the outcasts. He empowered the overlooked. He gave hope to the hurting. Jesus fed the hungry. Jesus gave generously to all of those in need. Jesus selflessly served others. Jesus defended the weak. Jesus loved always. And Jesus has called you and I to go and do the same. He's called us to walk it like we talk it. And TLR, listen. There are not many people in our world living like this. But what if we did? What if we did? What if we actually walked it like we talk it? What if we said, man, we're gonna know God's word. We're gonna lean in. Man, this year, I'm gonna dive in. I'm gonna get to know these verses. Even if you've never picked up a Bible before, if you need a Bible, send us a DM. We will send you a Bible, I promise. Whatever Bible you want, we'll send it to you. And what if you said, man, I'm gonna dive in and I'm gonna soak this up. I'm gonna try to gain as much information about this man named Jesus as I possibly can, but that's not where I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna start to live it out. If Jesus says, love your enemy, man, it's gonna be hard, but I'm gonna start to love my enemy. If Jesus says to forgive, whoo, it's gonna be difficult because I don't wanna forgive, but I'm gonna start to lean into that. If Jesus says, man, pursue godly community because who you hang with affects what you do, then I'm gonna start to evaluate my circle. I'm gonna start to pursue some better community, some godly community. If we would be about it, if we'd walk it like we talk it, I'm just telling you, unbelievable things would continue to happen all across this city. Campuses would never be the same. And I believe in you guys, I really do. Over the past few years of getting to lead TLR, I've seen you live it out. 
And we've heard story after story after story of lives being transformed in Jesus. So let's keep doing that. Let's walk it like we talk it. Let's not just say what we believe, but let's show the world what we believe. Heavenly Father, it's not easy, God, at all. It's not easy to, to, to align our faith with action. God, it's easy to be critical of people. It's easy to try to tell others what they should be doing, but it's not easy to look into the mirror of our own hearts and our own lives and to say, man, this is what I need to do. But God, would you give us the wisdom to know what to do and you, would you give us the courage to do it? That's what I'm asking. And God, would you just continue to do more than we could ever ask or imagine? In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed the message. If you wanna stay connected, follow us on Instagram at the Living Room ATL. Remember TLR fam, we love you, we're for you, and we'll see you next time.